1: Welcome to House of Cards, Dave Weishelder with you here deep from the swamps of Jersey. We got a great show coming up for you. Look, if you want to know about casinos and the gaming business, you go to one guy and that guy is Gary Green. Gary has been a folk singer, a civil rights and union activist, a casino executive, an author, a TV producer, and he was even vice president in the Trump Casino Organization. We'll be talking about the gaming industry and Gary's new book, Osceola's Revenge, the Phenomena of Indian Gaming, and his new television series, Casino Rescue. Gary's a very interesting guy who knows everything there is to know about the casino business. So stick around. House of Cards will be right back after this break. Hey, this is Dave Weishato from House of Cards with your House of Cards Gaming Report for the week of February 5th, 2024. 2023 was a record-setting year for New Jersey's gambling industry. According to the New Jersey Division of Gaming Enforcement, New Jersey casinos, horse tracks, sportsbooks, and online gaming providers reported a record $5.77 billion in revenue for the year. That beats New Jersey's all-time high of $5.2 billion from 2006 and is nearly 11% higher from 2022. A life coach has been sentenced to a year in Nevada County Jail after he admitted to running a Ponzi scheme and gambled away his client's money. Rodney Dean Buckle was also ordered to pay back over $282,000 because he wagered $2.4 million at one Nevada sportsbook and lost over $400,000 at another casino. Prosecutors allege that Buckle committed these crimes between February of 2014 and April of 2017. And finally, MIT Open Learning just announced they have 11 free online classes in 2024. Sure, you can take classes on chemistry and thermodynamics, but you can also take a couple of classes on poker. Poker Theory and Analytics and How to Win at Texas Hold'em Poker are two classes you can take for free. Take the classes and you can tell everyone at the tables you learned poker at MIT. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on X at HOC Radio. For more than 30 years, SCCG management has set a standard of excellence unmatched in the global gaming industry. From startups to established companies, SCCG Management and its team of experienced leaders help each of their clients navigate the ever-changing, fast-moving business of gaming in all its forms. Sports betting, iGaming, eSports, casino technology, SCCG Management provides a global network to connect its clients with the right strategic partners for growth on a global scale. SCCG also works with entrepreneurs, providing capital and resources to assist in the development of new and innovative products and platforms whether you're looking to enter the u.s market expand your reach to other parts of the world or establish your business in the global gaming industry look to sccg management for the guidance you need sccgmanagement.com expert solutions for strategic success you're listening to the house of cards
2: night nice. not thrilling good nice.
1: Welcome back to House of Cards. You know the term renaissance man is thrown around a lot, but for our next returning guest, this term really does apply. Gary Green has been a folk singer, a casino executive, a civil rights and union organizer, and author. Now he's getting in the TV, and lucky for us, he's on the phone right now. Gary Green, thanks for joining us.
3: Thank you, and you're very kind. Thank you very much.
1: (laughs) You know, given this diverse background, how did you become involved in the casino world? You know, it,
3: it's funny. I, I really started as a child. My father, when he was 16 years old, ran away from home to join a traveling carnival. I'm not kidding. Wow. And what he, what he did at the carnival is in the back room, I guess if tents have rooms, in the back of the tent anyway, he was a blackjack dealer at 16 years old. So when we were growing up, he told us all of, I'm the oldest of three boys, he told us all the important things a young man should know in life. Never burn a face scarred. Uh <laughs> never never split split face card or excuse me, never split low payers. Oh, uh, you know, important important yeah. things in life that yeah. everybody needs to know. <laughs> life right. lessons, so, yes. So so it was a natural uh it was it was absolutely natural for me to, to move in that direction and I was uh I was traveling as a musician, I was doing a gig in Baltimore in the late seventies and Atlantic City opened up. And I'd been thinking about going to Atlantic City. Then I saw this piece on 60 Minutes, uh, where a guy had uh, Ken Houston, in fact, who had been a Wall Street, uh, who had been a Wall Street broker, had quit his job on Wall Street and become a professional card counter. And I was scratching my head, going, What the heck is a card counter? And I watched this piece on 60 Minutes, and I went, Well, shoot, I can do that. And uh, I. Paid twenty dollars, hopped on a bus, went to Atlantic City. Uh, The only place it was open was resorts, and I fell in love. And I I made a living for a while as a card counter till they caught me. And uh, and rather (laughs) than they're really good at that.
1: (laughs) They're really good at catching people.
3: They 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 really are. And uh, rather than take me in a back room and do something movie like to me, like break my legs or something or my hands, uh, they offered me a job so, so I, <laughs> wow boy <laughs> yeah so you know it's very cool so I've, I have uh, I, I've been in love with it since and before so I guess that was what 79 78 long time
1: yeah yeah. and uh, well speaking of Atlantic City now and speaking of carnivals you've worked with Donald now President Trump what was your role in the Trump <laughs> organization <laughs> You like that segue. I Boy, was, you gave uh, like, me an excellent segue for that one. <laughs> I,
3: I love that. Uh, I was vice president of marketing and player development. Uh, my my primary focus, though I was in AC quite a bit, my primary focus was his, uh, his one foray into Indian gaming uh, out in California, out in Palm Springs. Actually, outside of Palm Springs in a little town that no one had heard of it at that time but everyone knows today Coachella before the rock festival. Sure. So we were we uh we operated the property in Coachella and uh I spent most of my time there though I spent a lot of time back on the east coast and also we had a property up in Gary, Indiana.
1: So uh I I got to ask you now everyone's curious. What was it what was it like to work with Donald Trump? You know at the time
3: that I worked for Trump uh it was the first during the beginning of the Apprentice, the first season of The Apprentice, and then going into the second, third season of The Apprentice. And he was so focused on the brand that working for Donald Trump was like working for a, a figurehead. You know, my, my real boss was uh, was Mark Brown, who was CEO of, of – uh, Trump hotels and casinos at the time, when Trump would come to town, uh, you know, the the worst thing he ever said to me, or the most strict thing he ever said to me, is he looked at a group of light bulbs, and he said, I think you could uh, save a little money if you went down on the wattage on these. And uh, other than that, everything we did with Trump, and this shouldn't surprise anyone today, everything we did was choreographed for show. Uh, it, 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 it was all about being a showman. And and you know, good, bad, or indifferent. I learned a lot from him. I really did. Uh, you know, it, whatever else whatever else Donald Trump is, he is a master showman.
1: Well, yeah, he certainly. I mean, being from New Jersey, I'm familiar with the Trump brand of casinos, and it seems like he left Atlantic City just in time. Uh, you know, when you're working in the casinos, what do you think were some of the challenges that faced the Trump organization in Atlantic City? If you th- if you know.
3: You know, that that's one of those great openings there, because I think the, the challenges that faced the Trump Organization were the challenges that, that faced all of Atlantic City. And this has been a soapbox that I've hopped on for five or six years now since the real decline in Atlantic City. And that is… I I believe in Atlantic City today. I've always believed in Atlantic City. I believe in that market. If you look at the main metric that I use when I evaluate a casino, which is slot machine, win per unit per day, Atlantic City has consistently and and is today among the top ten jurisdictions in the United States of win per unit per day. It's actually number three in wind per unit per day in some months in Atlantic City. And and that's where the, the the guts of a casino operation is. So you have to say then, okay, so why did Donald Trump fail? Why did these other properties fail there? Why did these properties close? 100% of the times, and, and the, the most ridiculous one is the Revel, but 100% of the times it was bad finance deals. If you go in and you look at what those finance deals were, let's go back to slot metrics. If the Revel had been so successful that their win per unit per day had been the same as the Borgata, which is, which is of course, the best in Atlantic City as far as win, it would have taken 47 years to pay off the principal on that loan <laughs> I mean come on a hundred percent of the financing of, of the issues in Atlantic City have been finance deals if those If those casinos had been financed at reasonable metrics they would be they would be among the most successful casinos in the in the country uh, donald trump 's issues all, all three bankruptcies every problem that he had was related to the financing structure with his bondholders. And, you know, I think that, uh, this along those lines, I think Jim Allen's return, Jim Allen's CEO of the Seminole Tribe of Florida, and used to be uh, a CEO for Trump, I, I think Jim Allen's return to Atlantic City is, uh, is going to be phenomenal. I think uh I think when the Seminole take control of the Taj, yeah, yeah. I I think we'll start to see uh I think we'll start to see the renaissance of Atlantic City. We're seeing it already. The the Seminole have have bought the Taj, uh the old uh, the original Steve Wynn property, the old Golden Nugget, not the new one, but that that later became the Hilton and then became the uh uh ACH I understand that was recently purchased. Even though, even though there's now a deed covenant that won't allow a casino there, there's still a Renaissance going on. I understand yeah. there's going to be a huge water park yeah, up and, there. Yeah, an so. indoor
1: water park. So uh, yeah, that'd, that'd be <laughs> interesting to see. Some <laughs> you you telling I'm, them there's a beach right across the street. So I don't. I don't. <laughs>
3: You know those, those you, the uh, Trop tried a few years ago to put a, an amusement park indoors. They didn't go the water park route, but they tried to put an indoor amusement park. That didn't work so well either, but uh, you know, but there is a renaissance in Atlantic city, and, and if and if these people can go in there and, and pay for these things or finance these things with reasonable multiples, there's a fortune to be made in Atlantic City. I love that market.
1: Stick around. we'll be right back with House of Cards.
2: Having a rough morning after a long night out? Stayed at the party a little too long
1: and you have work the next day? Well, we've all been there. That's why there's Morning Recovery. Morning Recovery is the flagship product of Labs, and it's scientifically engineered to outsmart rough mornings. Their patent-pending formula has been designed to boost your body's natural response to alcohol, rehydrate, and restore your body's vital nutrients. What's that all mean? It means Morning Recovery helps you feel better after drinking. Take one full bottle right before your first drink, between drinks, or up to one hour after your last drink. Go get some rest and wake up feeling like a million bucks. It's that simple. And we've got a special offer for you. Use promo code Radio15 at MoreLabs.com and get 15% off of your first purchase of Morning Recovery or any of their other great products. That's Radio15 at MoreLabs.com to take advantage of this great promo of 15% off of your first purchase. Morning recovery from more labs, so you can work hard, play hard, and live life without compromise.
4: Interest rates and inflation are out of control. Is your credit card debt also out of control? It's time to resolve your debt and take back control for a lot less than what you owe. If you have $10,000 or more in credit card debt, then you need to call us right now. Debt Fix Pros can significantly reduce the amount you owe, and you could be debt-free faster than you think. I knew we had to do something. Our debt was growing. It was getting out of control, and we just didn't know what to do. We saw an ad for debt Fix Pros. We called, and they showed us how fast they could get us out of debt. It really was amazing, and now we're back in control. Call now, and we'll show you how easy it is to fix your debt. The call and consultation are free. Call Debt Fix Pros right now at 800 605 3103. 800 605 3103. 800 605 3103. Unlock your best self with the Life Hack Pack from
1: More Labs. The Life Hack Pack contains two bottles of Morning Recovery, two bottles of Dreamwell, and two bottles of Liquid Focus. The Life Hack Pack is specially designed to help you live your life not just better, but smarter. Morning Recovery is designed to be taken while drinking or up to an hour after your last drink. Dreamwell is designed to be taken 30 minutes before you're ready to fall asleep. And Liquid Focus is designed to be taken 30 minutes before you have to lock in and get stuff done. Supercharge your productivity at home or work with the Life Hack Pack for more labs. You're listening to House of Cards.
0: I'm talking sick piles of money. I'm talking lay on your bed in your Vegas room, throw the money in the air, and dance as it showers down on you, money. I'm talking frosted glass limo money. I'm talking big cowboy hat silver turquoise buckle money. I'm talking gambling.
4: I am in love with you.
1: Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weissaddle with you. House of Cards is brought to you by the Life Hack Pack from More Labs. Unlock your best self with the Life Hack Pack from More Labs. The Life Hack Pack contains two bottles of morning recovery, two bottles of Dreamwell, and two bottles of liquid focus. The Life Hack Pack is specially designed to help you live your life not just better, but smarter. Use promo code RADIO15 at morelabs.com to get 15% off your first purchase of the Life Hack Pack or any of their other great products. That's promo code RADIO15 to take advantage of this great promo of 15% off your first purchase at morelabs.com. You can finally do it all with help from More Labs. We're talking with author, TV producer, folk singer, and all-around casino expert Gary Green. It's always been a destination. I mean, my dad went there growing up in Jersey for different reasons. He saw the diving horse and the diving bell in, in the Atlantic. So uh, people have been going there for 100 years. For those of you just joining I, us, we're talking with author, TV producer, folk singer, and all-around casino expert Gary Green. G- Go ahead, Gary. <laughs> Sorry, I cut you yeah, off there. <laughs> it's all right.
3: No, no, no. I'm so glad you mentioned the diving horse. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, try, and, it, and, and here's why. Here's I used to own. In in the many crazy things in my background, I used to own a circus in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I was co-owner of the circus. And my partner in that circus, Bob Maxwell, uh, was the last person to ride the diving horse off the steel pier.
1: Really?
3: Wow. For years, he he took that diving horse, and his wife was the female rider of of the diving horse off of the steel pier. So, so I've had that AC connection for a long wow. time.
1: You know, they just reopened the steel pier about two years ago, so it's a big attraction there. But they're not having the diving horse or the diving bell and everything like that. But I, I want to get – I know your expertise in casino business has allowed you to branch out in the forms of TV and books. And uh, I, re- I really want to get into casino rescue. Um, but what is casino rescue?
3: We have a television series that is going to begin on uh, – I'm, I'm not allowed to talk okay. about the network because they're going to announce it. But I'll tell you, it's one of the four broadcast networks. It's not a cable show, and it's a—it's uh, similar to the formula that you've seen with Bar Rescue or Restaurant Impossible or Hotel Impossible. But what we do—that's a little bit. Obviously, it's in the casino world. But what we do—that's a little bit different. Uh, you know, when you watch uh when you watch Bar Rescue or uh, or Restaurant Impossible. Part of the format of those shows is, is they go in and they meet with management and basically they make management look like a bunch of idiots. Yeah, of and in some, and in some cases they are. But, but our format is a little bit different. What we do is we go in and we work with management and we make management look like the smartest guys on the block because they were smart enough to know they had problems and so they brought in a team. And, and basically what our team does, and we've put together just a, an incredible team, that is is tailored to specific areas and specific problems in, in casinos but basically what we go in is it, we go in and we put in our management philosophy our management style what's been successful for us for i guess what three three and a half decades now and uh... we we do a turnaround of uh, of troubled casinos and and as we all know there are troubled casinos in the world some of them are very simple problems like it's a marketing issue or it's, uh, you know, it it needs a facelift, whatever. Some of them are extremely complex problems, like the aforementioned uh, financial problems in in Atlantic City and other places.
1: I I think that's a great idea. What what was the spark that led you to that amazing idea? Did someone come to you and say, hey, you should put this on TV? Or did casinos come to you and say, look, we need some help, and uh, we like publicity for it too? So how, how did that come about? How did this great idea come about?
3: Weirdly, like most things in my life, it came about weirdly uh, the The core of my of my consulting practice for several years has been doing just that. Uh, I go in temporarily into troubled casinos, I flip them around and uh, and move on to the next project and, and i 've done that for a while. Um, I was uh, working on a project, raising money for a casino to do an expansion. And I had been for about six weeks. I had been getting calls from a guy in Hollywood uh, that said that he wanted to invest in casinos. And you know, my spider sense sort of tingled when, when, when someone in Hollywood calls and says, "Oh yeah, I want to be in the casino business." I mean, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. You know. Yeah. I'll get. I'll get back. I'll have my girl call your girl or whatever they say out there. You'll, you'll do lunch. <laughs> right. We'll do lunch exactly. But uh, I, I was out in I was out in L.A. for for something else, and the guy calls, and so I said, "Oh, what the hell? Okay, I'll have lunch with you." So I go meet the guy at the, where he told me for lunch, and uh, I go to a very exclusive high-end restaurant in in Beverly Hills, and I ask for the guy, and they say, "Oh, he's at his private table," and I'm like, "Okay, this guy has a <laughs> private table. I'm impressed. Okay, he, it worked." So I go back and the first words out of the guy's mouth were I have no interest whatsoever in investing in a casino. I've been doing this because I wanted to meet you and I wanted to represent you. Turns out the guy whose name is Alan Morrell, is is an Uber agent in Hollywood. He used to he used to represent Sinatra. Oh,
1: wow.
3: He wow. Uh, here you talk about friends in, in high places when the Pope, when Pope John Paul did his book tour in the United States, Allen represented the Pope.
1: Wow. So, I mean, yeah. Let me tell you something. So, when you Alan's, get in business with a guy who represents the Pope, you know you you got a winning idea.
3: You, you know, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. So, the, so, you know, the guy tells me who he is, and, and frankly, I didn't believe him. So I excused myself, went to the bathroom, whipped my cell phone out, called a friend of mine who's a well-known movie actor in Hollywood I said you ever heard of this cat named Alan Morrell he said oh my god yes I said well I'm having lunch with him he said I know people that would cut off their arm to have lunch with Alan Morrell whatever he wants do it so I went back and I sat down with Alan and I said okay so so why me and he said that uh, somebody pitched an investment to him Uh, he googled me he read about me he did a little research he said I wasn't interested in the investment but I'm interested in you and he, uh, I said, okay, well, what would I do? He said, I want to represent you. I said, for what? What, what? what could you possibly represent me for? And he said, well, first of all, let's take your business model and let's turn it into a television show. And secondly, I think you should write a new book and let me go out and get it published for you. And I'm still skeptical. And I said, okay, we'll give this a shot for six months, see what's happened. Uh, less than 30 days later, he calls me and says, okay, I've got a deal for your new book. And I said, "What new book?" <laughs> he said, uh, <laughs> "You need." He said, "You need to write a book about your experiences in uh, Indian gaming," and uh, he sent me the contract. So, and an adv- a really nice advance for that book. So, uh, okay, I became a believer, signed a long-term deal with him, and he went out and pitched the TV show and sold the TV show. Uh,
1: it's such a great <laughs> idea. Now. How do you start evaluating a casino? I mean, for your TV show, is it uh, do you send people in to play and not tell them you're going in, or how how do you go through the evaluation process?
3: I, I do the same thing for the show that I, that I do in my private practice and my yeah. in my private consulting business, and that is I literally go in undercover. I, I go in with jeans and a t shirt and a baseball cap, and I go in and I. I play the games, I eat, I stay in the hotel if there is a hotel, uh, I become a pain in the ass customer asking questions, (laughs) Uh, I I do all the things that would would normally happen to, to a patron. And then I sit down with the ownership or management and say, okay, what do you perceive your problems are? And let's sort of match and see if your problems and my problems that I identified are the same issues. And, and let's go from there. So and
1: in, in your view, so again, what is the biggest mistake that most casino managers make when running their property?
3: The, the, there are two mistakes that that I see over and over. The first one is the, the belief that build it and they will come. Okay, I have a casino. All I need to do now is is operate. All I need to do is, you know, make sure my, my buffet is filled and, and make sure the cocktail waitresses are, are hitting the machines and hitting the tables. And that just doesn't work. I mean, maybe there was a time, you know, when, when, when resorts was the only joint in Atlantic City, when the only places you could gamble legally in the United States were in Nevada or in, in Jersey, then, then maybe. But you know every American now lives with in continental United States lives within 90 minutes of a casino so that doesn't work anymore at at the end of the day we all have the same slot machines we have the same table games basically we have the same holds and the same payouts um, we've got the same ugly carpet on the floor. We've got the same cocktail waitresses. Our, our industry is so incestuous that we have the same general managers and same senior management. So, so what the heck's the difference in one property and the other? What makes what makes a a player say this is my casino, this is my property? And and so the, the biggest mistake is not to recognize everything I just said, and so operate in some kind of Twilight zone that, that is not aware of that reality, the, and the, the second thing I run into is a behind the back of the house behind the scenes issue, and that that is the aforementioned finance issue. It's just the, the financial packages were put together by people who either front loaded the deals so they could get a lot of money on front end and get out of it like the Revel, or uh, or, or they were just stupid in the first place. Just bad deals that somebody was taking
1: advantage of somebody. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards.
4: Attention. has ever offered. Call 800 353 2174. 800 353 2174. One Stop Tax Relief has resolved thousands of cases since 2014 and saved clients millions of dollars. Call now for a free consultation. Get the IRS off your back. Call 800 353 2174.
3: 800 353 2174. One Stop Tax Relief Shop.
4: Some people like knocking boots. How to do. While others get lucky. And some just get it on. No matter how you do it or what you call it, Adam and Eve makes your whoopee hot with fifty percent off almost any one sexy item. Just enter offer code Boots2 at checkout and get fifty percent off plus ten free gifts, including free shipping. First, get busy with a gift for you. Shake the sheets with something exciting for them, and hit a home run with a third item you'll both enjoy. Sounds like someone hit the sweet spot. Plus six free bonus gifts that. Make you say about you go wow wow. Adam and Eve is tapping that offer. Oh, yeah. With 50% off and 10 free gifts, including free shipping. Use offer code B O O T S 2 at adamandeve.com now. That's offer code BOOTS2. BOOTS2 at adamandeve.com.
1: Get ready, Pennsylvania, to take the best poker games with you on the go anywhere in Pennsylvania with the World Series of Poker Real Money Online Poker app. For over 50 years, the World Series of Poker has been the most trusted name in poker. Now it's your chance to win WSOP circuit rings and WSOP bracelets from anywhere in the Commonwealth. And WSOP.com has a great new sign-up offer for its Pennsylvania players. Download the app or go to WSOP.com and sign up using our bonus code CARDS21. You'll get $25 in free play just for signing up. Get another $25 with your first deposit. That's $50 free play just by signing up and depositing with WSOP.com. And don't forget to use our code CARDS21 at registration. Become a poker champion with an authentic WSOP experience right from the comfort of your own home or anywhere in the Keystone State. Download the WSOP app or go to WSOP.com and sign up today. The cards are in the air at WSOP.com Must be 21 years or older. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER
2: Unlock your best self with the Life
1: Hack Pack from More Labs. The Life Hack Pack contains two bottles of Morning Recovery, two bottles of Dreamwell, and two bottles of Liquid Focus. The Life Hack Pack is specially designed to help you live your life not just better, but smarter. Morning recovery is designed to be taken while drinking or up to an hour after your last drink. DreamWell is designed to be taken 30 minutes before you're ready to fall asleep. And Liquid Focus is designed to be taken 30 minutes before you have to lock in and get stuff done. Supercharge your productivity at home or work with the Life Hack Pack for more labs.
0: You're listening to House of Cards.
3: Your Majesty, the royal wrestlers await. I'll bet on the little guy. How much? 3,000 guineas, two geese and a duck. That's a foul bet.
1: Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weisshuttle with you. This portion of House of Cards is brought to you by SCCG Management, delivering technology-driven capability expertise and customer and business value to the gaming industry for over 30 years. For more information, go to sccgmanagement.com. We're talking with author, TV producer, folk singer, and all-around casino expert, Gary Green. Have you ever gone into a casino and just said, you know what, I don't think this can be saved at all? Or is everything salvage. <laughs> I mean, I've been into some casinos like, wow, how do these guys even stay in business? Have you ever ran into that kind of a business?
3: I will not name the casino because no, I don't want don't. to be sued. <laughs> no. But I will tell you that recently I went into a casino and I turned to my business partner and I said um, – this is a money laundering operation. This is not a profitable business. The, these, these cats are not interested in making money. There's no way they can make money. And count the cars in the parking lot and look at what their revenue is. There's something really funky going on here. Let's get the hell out of here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think that was a smart move. And that, and that show is called Casino Rescue. And I guess, I guess there'll be an announcement when that can be seen and where, where uh, if, if, what time. We-
3: Exactly. There will be a there'll be a big announcement by the network, and they'll do all the publicity things, and Alan will publicize it everywhere, and we'll all be jumping up and down talking about it, <laughs> and it should be on this fall.
1: Oh, great. Now, I want to change gears, and I hope to get all, to all your projects in the short amount of time we have with you. Now, you have a book coming out called Osceola's Revenge, the Phenomena of Indian Gaming. And like I told you, I'm an attorney working in the gaming field, and I think it's a must-read First off, who is Max Osceola, and what is the book about
3: the the Max is a, a tribal member of the Seminole tribe of Florida, and uh he is a direct line descendant of the great warrior chief Osceola who uh led the Seminole you know seminoles is the only tribe that uh Never made peace with the United States. There's no <laughs> treaty. <laughs> and uh, though, though Osceola was captured and he was uh, hauled off to prison to a, to a military prison and died in military prison, Max is his direct descendant. The book is about a question that that people ask me constantly, and that is. How the heck did an Indian casino show up in my neighborhood? You, you, you know, the I'll, I'll give you a great example. There's a little there's a little town in Alabama, Wetumpka, Alabama, population about I don't know less than a thousand. Let's call it population of 900. They woke up one morning, and under construction was a casino with 3,000 slot machines in it, <laughs> and and now two hotel towers. How the heck did that happen? Especially in a state like Alabama where gambling is, is illegal. I mean, you know, when they had all those those gray area bingo hall casinos in there a few years ago, the state conducted raids and, and practically closed the state down. Yet yet there are three legal, operating, huge, very nice casinos in that state. And, and let me tell you, those properties, you go in those properties and... It visually and customer experience-wise, they they rival uh, the Borgata. They oh, absolutely. rival,
1: yeah, no, they're gorgeous. They're, they're, yeah.
3: they, they are absolutely
1: beautiful properties.
3: And uh, so, so the question people are asking me is, how did this happen? Why is this happening? What's the deal? That's what the book's about. How did it happen?
1: You know, I, I read the book, and it's a great analysis of the evolution of Indian gaming. And I was always interested in the relationship between the tribes and the federal government and i'm dying to ask you this now in your opinion are they truly considered sovereign in the eyes of the federal government because that was kind of a you know they have a lot of rules to go by are
3: they truly sovereign no they're they are they are considered they are considered ward nations uh and, and you know, not being a lawyer myself, when I, when I first stumbled across that term, ward nations, I was trying to figure out what the hell the, the U.S. government meant by that. What did, what did the Supreme Court mean by using that term? Because I was only familiar with the term, uh, as, uh, Dick Grayson was Bruce Wayne's ward. Yeah.
1: Right.
3: <laughs> so, so I mean, what do you mean it's a ward nation? It's a childlike nation. And, and that really is the position. Now, it,
1: because that word "sovereign" has been thrown around in the gaming industry so many times when talking about Indian tribes, and it's and it's not really sovereign.
3: It, it's really not. But I'll tell you what is interesting: uh, where where we are with the courts today and and with federal law today is that while while criminal laws of the states apply uh, on an Indian reservation or on on Indian trust land. The civil laws do not necessarily apply. So, for example, when I was operating Indian casinos, if I had a slip and fall in there, uh, unless I had signed away the rights in an agreement with the state, unless the tribe signed away the rights in an agreement with the state, the, the court that had jurisdiction in that slip and fall case was the tribal court. So, you know, which probably the judge was appointed by the chief of the tribe, who also is in charge of the casino. So, you know, didn't really worry about civil issues. Um, criminal issues, is entirely different different subject. And while I say all of that about state law, federal law has always applied on on federal reservations.
1: You know, in, in your book, you brought up some uh, great, great points about some of the challenges that face businesses and banks that want to become involved in Indian gaming. Can you uh, lay out some of those that you described in the book?
3: Yeah. First, first I tell everyone that has an interest in investing in Indian gaming, the the potential for profits are huge, probably, probably return on investment, return on equity greater than you can get in, in commercial casinos for a number of reasons. However the the risk is insane. Uh first of all, federal law prohibits uh anyone from owning uh an interest in property on the reservation, which means th- that you can't have a mortgage, which means that you can't attach anything for the loan for for the money that you put into it. Secondly, You can't have an equity position in an Indian casino. An Indian casino can only be owned by the tribe. can't even be owned by individual Indians. It can only be owned by the tribe itself. It's a government enterprise. So you can't have equity in the business. Uh, You can't attach the real estate. You can't attach the the furniture, fixtures, and equipment. Uh, What's the security for this money that you're putting up? Uh, there is even a, a court ruling that prohibits you from sharing the bank account and attaching the bank account. So it, it is a challenge from day one. Uh, what what's the security interest that you have? You know why why would I want to put up a hundred million dollars to build this casino, and I'm just going to take your word for it that you you'll pay me back if you like me? <laughs> that that is a challenge.
1: <laughs> it certainly is not. now. In your book, you, it said you became involved in Indian gaming through your folk singing, raising money for Native American causes. What was the attitude of the federal government at that time toward the idea of Indian gaming?
3: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> you you, had, you gave was... some
1: great examples. If, uh, if Donald Trump is talking about wiretapping now, boy, you, uh, there was nothing compared to what you described.
3: Let, let me tell you, the largest single U.S. military Involvement in the United States was not during the civil was none of the Civil War battles. It was the attack on Wounded Knee in 1973. Yes, yes. By, uh, just unbelievable the military turnout in 1973 surrounding this isolated piece of this isolated church on uh, Ogallala Sioux land up in Wounded Knee, South Dakota. Um, and and that wasn't even over a gaming issue. It was over a, a sovereignty issue. It was over the sovereign rights of, of the tribe. Uh, the, the issue of gaming was was just it, it was just unheard of. I mean, it was just something that no one would even consider, because you know if 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 pushing for sovereignty brought out uh, the United States Air Force, which it did in in South Dakota, then talking about gaming would have been insane. And you know why Max Osceola and Chief James Billy decided to move forward with bingo was either insane or revolutionary or a little bit of both and i've said that to both of them and and they both agree incidentally that it was probably insane and revolutionary Um, it it was just it was just totally unheard of at the time that that they did it but but what they did and and where where indian casinos started where it all came from was in bingo uh, in in the state of florida The state of Florida had a law that allowed charities to operate bingo, and there were rules set for what the maximum prize could be, how many hours you could play, how many days a week you could play. Max Osceola and James Billy said... Okay, we're a so- we're sovereign Indian land. We don't even have a treaty with the US government. Let's open our own bingo hall. Let's keep it open 24 hours a day, 7 days a week and instead of the $300 top prize that the state of Florida allows, let's have a $10,000 top top prize. Well, the, the the state of Florida immediately stepped in to to close the place down. And, uh, you're an attorney, a well known case. Butterworth, uh, who was at that time, uh, Bob Butterworth was sheriff of Broward County, Fort Lauderdale, uh, went on to be the attorney general of the state of Florida eventually. But Butterworth versus Seminole Tribe of Florida. And, uh, in, in the rulings, in federal court in, the, in that case, in, in the rulings, uh, the determination was that if it's a civil matter, then, the state has no jurisdiction over the tribe, and since bingo was legal in the state, the regulation of bingo was purely civil. It was regulatory and not criminal, and so therefore the tribe could set their own regulations within the within the criminal confines, and there was no criminal uh, pr- prohibition against bingo. So, boom, the bingo business started, and once they did that, I mean... It, it just opened uh, the doors for for an evolution slash revolution hence hence now there are almost five hundred Indian casinos across the across the United States
1: Now when you see bingo halls, a lot of people have a conception of bingo you know the sheet of paper with the numbers on it, but in your description of the books it seems like they were more or less slot machines.
3: In, in those early days when when max and, and James started in the, those early days and and when my partner uh, Buddy Levy was investing in those early days, that was paper bingo. that was that was blue-haired bingo, as I call it. <laughs> that, that, that was, that was That was paper bingo and daubers and, and the whole world. But you know, all of this was before the technology revolution. It was before client server computing. Um, when the Indian Gaming Regulatory Act was was passed in, in eighty six, took effect in eighty eight. Um, Client server computing didn't really exist yet, and so what what happened subsequent to that? There's a provision of the of the federal law of the Indian Gaming Regulatory Act. That says that, that tribes can play what the act calls class two games, and that is bingo and electronic
1: aids to bingo. Stick around, everyone. We'll be right back with more House of Cards after this.
2: Having a rough morning after a long night out?
1: Stayed at the party a little too long and you have work the next day? Well, we've all been there. That's why there's Morning Recovery. Morning Recovery is the flagship product of More Labs, and it's scientifically engineered to outsmart rough mornings. Their patent-pending formula has been designed to boost your body's natural response to alcohol, rehydrate, and restore your body's vital nutrients. What's that all mean? It means Morning Recovery helps you feel better after drinking. Take one full bowl right before your first drink, between drinks, or up to one hour after your last drink. Go get some rest and wake up feeling like a million bucks. It's that simple. And we've got a special offer for you. Use promo code Radio15 at MoreLabs.com and get 15% off of your first purchase of Morning Recovery or any of their other great products. That's Radio15 at MoreLabs.com to take advantage of this great promo of 15% off of your first purchase morning recovery from more labs so you can work hard
4: play hard and live life without compromise interest rates and inflation are out of control is your credit card debt also out of control it's time to resolve your debt and take back control for a lot less than what you owe if you have ten thousand dollars or more in credit card debt then you need to call us right now debt fix pros can significantly reduce the amount you owe and you could be debt free faster than you think I knew we had to do something, our debt was growing. It was getting out of control and we just didn't know what to do. We saw an ad for Debt Fix Pros. We called and they showed us how fast they could get us out of debt. It really was amazing and now we're back in control. Call now and we'll show you how easy it is to fix your debt. The call and consultation are free. Call Debt Fix Pros right now at 800-605-3103, 800-605-3103, 800-605-3103.
1: Get ready, Pennsylvania, to take the best poker games with you on the go anywhere in Pennsylvania with the World Series of Poker Real Money Online Poker app. For over 50 years, the World Series of Poker has been the most trusted name in poker. Now it's your chance to win WSOP circuit rings and WSOP bracelets from anywhere in the Commonwealth. And WSOP.com has a great new sign-up offer for its Pennsylvania players. Download the app or go to WSOP.com and sign up using our bonus code CARDS21. You'll get $25 in free play just for signing up. Get another $25 with your first deposit. That's $50 free play just by signing up and depositing with WSOP.com. And don't forget to use our code CARDS21 at registration. Become a poker champion with an authentic WSOP experience right from the comfort of your own home or anywhere in the Keystone State. Download the WSOP app or go to WSOP.com and sign up today. The cards are in the air at WSOP.com. Must be 21 years or older. Terms and conditions apply gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to House of Cards. You are more in need of a night in Atlantic City
3: than any man I've ever met. I'd say sit down at a table, go for dinner, see a show, take a walk on the boardwalk and smell the salt air.
1: But if you're anything like me, nothing after sit down at a table is going to happen. Welcome back to House of Cards. Day Weish, with you. House of Cards is brought to you by BetMGM Casino. Play your favorite casino games at BetMGM Online Casino. Go to BetMGM Casino, create an account using our promo code Turnpike, and become a verified player. New players get $25 free when signing up, plus a first deposit bonus up to $1,000. That's promo code Turnpike at BetMGM.com for a 100% deposit match up to $1,000 plus $25 free. Must be 21 years or older to place a bet. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. We're talking with author, TV producer, folk singer, and all-around casino expert Gary Green. Sorry about that. Radio has to do its business, you know. Why don't you continue what you were saying before the break?
3: So some of these smart computer guys put their heads together and they said, okay, an electronic aid to bingo. What if? What if the ball draw in bingo, the blower and the balls, what if that was virtual? What if that was on a computer chip? or in a piece of software? And what if your bingo card was also virtual? And what if the act of dobbing, of covering the numbers, was also virtual? And once you do that, it triggers an aid to help you see that you won. And that aid is a movie. And let's say that the movie that plays is, uh, is Three Cherries spinning on reels like a slot machine. And three cherries is an electronic aid that represents a diagonal bingo on your invisible virtual bingo card, which was drawn by invisible virtual bingo numbers. Believe it or not, that scheme I just described to you went all the way through the federal court system and was deemed, "Eh, yep, you got it. That's an electronic aid to bingo. (laughs) So so I can take you into a Class two casino in Indian country and sit you down in front of a, uh, let's pick a slot machine, a Wheel of Fortune Class two slot machine. And it looks to you as the player exactly like the Wheel of Fortune machine that you're playing on the boardwalk or at the marina in, in Atlantic City or in Vegas on the strip. It plays the same way. It looks the same way. It makes the same sounds. It, does, it pays out sometimes a little bit better. And for all the world, for the player, you just played a Wheel of Fortune slot machine. But if you look at it closely, up in the upper left-hand corner of that machine, there's a tiny little bingo card up there or a representation of a bingo card because you're playing electronic bingo. Unbelievable.
1: Where do you see the future of Native American gaming going? I know in the Northeast here, Connecticut and Massachusetts want more casinos. Where do you see their efforts going? And, and is there going to be too many casinos at one point? Is the law of diminishing returns going to hurt everyone in the casino business right now?
3: I don't think so. I, I, are there going to be a lot more casinos? Yes. You know, interestingly enough, uh, even with almost 500 casinos, uh, less than half of the tribes that are eligible to have casinos currently have casinos. Uh, that that is a growth opportunity as well as we were talking about investors earlier. It's an incredible investment opportunity as well. Do we reach do we reach a, a point of diminishing returns? Do we ever get too much? You know, intellectually we we sit back and we say probably there must be a point that when that happens. But I I often cite a 1964 Look magazine article about the Las Vegas Strip. And in 1964, that article said, uh, Las Vegas is dying. There are too many hotel rooms in Las Vegas. There are too many casinos. Nothing new can ever be built because we've reached the point of saturation now. There's too much competition, and it's impossible to fill these rooms and fill these tables and fill these slot machine seats. It just won't happen. Plus, on top of that, this new generation of baby boomers that's come along. uh, They're spending all their money on sex, drugs, and rock and roll. They're not gamblers like their parents were. Uh, These people will never sit down at a a table and and play. They'll never go to a slot machine. Vegas is dead. That was 19. sixty four well, you know what <laughs> yeah, you do know what, in fact, <laughs> so you know i 'm hearing I hear in some circles those same arguments today. Uh, the millennial generation is larger than the baby boomer generation uh, they don 't gamble, they uh, spend all their money on music and on alcohol, and they don 't gamble well, you know what when i was when I was twenty five years old I, I the same deal it 's just like the look magazine article. Wait till wait till these cats are are forty five to seventy years old, and they'll probably be gambling too and they're going to want uh they're, they're going to want properties in their neighborhood they you know they're not going to want they're not they're not going to want to hop into a plane and fly across the country and and here's the thing. There are very few destination resort casinos in the United States. Uh, Las Vegas is still a destination primarily because of the convention business. Um, Atlantic City is still a, a destination despite the competition now from from most of the northeast including including Pennsylvania and the Mississippi Gulf Coast is still a destination but But you know there is no one or at least i, I can 't see it in my mind anyone saying, well, dear, where do we want to go on vacation this year? Would we like to go down the shore in Jersey, or do we want to go to uh, Wetumpka, Alabama? What? (laughs) (laughs) So... So, so the nature of the business, just like it, just like from 1964 to today, changed in Vegas. The nature of the business changes for sure. Uh, it becomes more locals oriented. It becomes more, more customer service oriented. You, you have regular customers. You know, in Vegas, and and if you go to Vegas, you, I know you feel this, and I know people on the, that are listening to this show feel this. You go to Vegas and you're treated like a number, and oh, yeah, the reason yeah. you're you're, the reason you're treated like a number is the average person that, that goes to Vegas comes once a year, stays three and a half days, and spends a maximum of three hours gambling. Maximum three hours gambling. And as soon as you're gone, there are other people waiting in line to replace you. That doesn't work for a local casino in Burgendorf, Iowa, or in wherever we talk Alabama, or or in uh, in Norman, Oklahoma. I mean, it, it you have local clients who come in regularly three four times a week and these are your regular customers so the nature of the industry changes and uh... and and that goes back to the tv show it goes back to to our core business it even goes back to our development philosophy as we build casinos and that is it's all about customer service. It's all about making that connection. It's all about that person, the the player, the customer, saying this is my casino. This this is the place I want to be.
1: Gary, we only have a minute left. Do you have a website where people can go to keep up to date with your projects like Casino Rescue and Osceola's Revenge, the Phenomena mm-hmm. of Indian Gaming?
3: The, there are two sites. We have GaryGreenGaming.com, and then just about me is GaryGreen.com.
1: Okay, Gary, thanks a lot. It's always a pleasure to have you back on the show. we got to get you back on really soon. Well, that'll do it for us this week. I'll see you next time on House of Cards.